The Islanders play a sloppy defensive game and fall to the Penguins 6-3. There were some good points. We'll talk about those as well as the shortcomings. And we preview this weekend's games in Montreal and Toronto. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that includes YouTube, so check us out and subscribe today. We uh, drop our YouTube shows around midnight every Monday through Friday, and uh, if you want to watch this show instead of just listening to it, check us out on YouTube and subscribe so you never miss a show. Islanders. Uh, falling to the Penguins 6-3. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, uh, a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Actually won't be live tweeting during tonight's game against the Canadiens, uh, holiday, Passover, so uh, I will be with family. But uh, I will be tweeting again, live tweeting on Sunday, so definitely check that out. And it's always great to interact with fans at game time and any time. So the Islanders fall 6-3 to to the Penguins. Penguins clinch a playoff berth. And you look at the numbers, and yeah, okay, the Islanders outshot the Penguins 39-27. to And uh, there were some good, positive signs times in this game. Uh, Zidane Chara getting off the schneid, gets that first goal, uh, his first goal with the Islanders since 2001. So that was a good thing. It, it, it is mid-April, and to have, uh, you know, Zidane Chara go a whole season without scoring would have been bad. So we're happy about that. Anders Lee breaking a, I believe it was a 10-game goalless slump. So that drought ends as Lee, the captain, puts a puck in the net. But overall, just too many mistakes defensively by the Islanders. I mean, 
you had one goal where Ross Johnston loses the puck at the Pittsburgh blue line, and the result is a, a breakaway, an odd man rush the other way. Uh, the Penguins even had a 2-on-none breakaway at one point that led to a goal. Noah Dobson, who was a minus four in this game, as was Josh Bailey. Uh, Noah Dobson just, you know, turning a puck over at center ice that led to another quality scoring chance the other way. Overall, too many breakdowns, too many opportunities for the Penguins to move with speed. Jake Gunsel, yeah, okay, one of them was an empty netter, but, you know, four points uh, for him, three points for Sidney Crosby. Uh, and while the Islanders did get a lot of shots, too many of them were not from the uh, high-quality scoring chances areas. And, and here's the other thing, and we saw this so many times in this game. The Islanders have a chance to shoot the puck, and they don't release the puck quickly enough. And, you know, a hard shot is always important. An accurate shot is always important. But in the NHL, in this day and age, getting the puck away quickly is vital for your offense. And the Islanders so many times during this time, uh, this game against Pittsburgh they had chances to shoot the puck, and they hesitated. And, yeah, okay, they had 39 shots on goal. Good accomplishment. But overall, get those shots away quicker and make plays. They didn't do that enough, and needless to say, it was a very frustrating performance by the New York Islanders. And, look, uh... We've already said on numerous occasions that we know this team is not going to the playoffs this year, and, and this loss makes it even less you know, mathematically possible. It was 2% a couple of losses ago, and it's less than that right now. But I really want to see more just smart hockey from this team, and I'm not seeing it. Now, Kiefer Bellows was back in the lineup. Oliver Wallstrom sits. So you had, <clears throat> you know, Ross Johnston in the lineup uh, as the uh, member of the identity line. I, I, I'm glad to see Bellows back on the ice. He had two shots on goal, didn't figure in the scoring, but at least he was out there. Uh, but... You know, Wallstrom sitting, yeah, I know Wally hasn't been playing all that well lately, but again, at this point in the season, I want to see Oliver Wallstrom out there as early and as often as possible. So, look, we'll, we'll see uh, what happens down the stretch. Time running out, but, you know, you still have 9-10 games left in this season, and the Islanders, I, I want to see the kids play. I really, really want to see the kids playing more often uh, down the stretch when you know there really is no, uh, no reason to worry about wins and losses. You want to get these guys experience, and you want to see what they could do. 
Uh, we have another email from uh, Ken in Minnesota. Uh, he's a little upset, and I'll tell you what he's upset about. He says, all right, Gil, I've been holding off for the last few games, but I am writing this halfway through the first period. This was of the game against Pittsburgh. I've absolutely had it with Anthony Bevilier. He's a very streaky player at best. I'm very well aware he has some historic postseason goals, but when he loses confidence, as seems to be the case, he's a marginal player that should not be on the power play. He's weak in the offensive zone, is prone to turning over the puck, and constantly gets out-muscled. He also loses the puck trying to ineptly stick handle through two or three guys in the offensive zone and no longer is shooting the puck when he should be, and that has been his strength in the past. Lou, please trade him. Package him for that elusive sniper we so badly or sorely need, and that is Ken from Minnesota. Ken, look, I agree with you that Bavillier has been a disappointment this season, that he is not playing up to his capacity. And I agree he doesn't belong on the power play right now. One of the reasons, though, that I think Bavillier is out there game in and game out, is that other than Matthew Barzal, among your forwards, I think Anthony Bevilier has the, the most speed. And this is an Islander team. <clears throat> Look, Ross Johnston, Matt Martin, not fast. Kiefer Bellows, not the speediest guy. Anders Lee, not fleet afoot. Uh, Bevilier at least gives you someone who can move. Now, he doesn't do enough. Once he does get the puck. And you're right, he does turn the puck over too often. Uh, I would not be upset if they dealt Anthony Bevilier during the offseason. And if you want to go back uh, and listen, I did do uh, a podcast a couple of, I think two or three weeks ago, asking whether or not Anthony Bevilier should be part of the core of this team going forward. And Ken, uh, I, I got to be honest, the, the longer I see him play this year, the more I'm convinced that the answer to that question may very well be no, he shouldn't. But we'll see uh, what happens. I mean, you look at the numbers for this year for Bo, 69 games, 11 goals, 32 points, not getting it done. That That is uh, his lowest point total since 2018. 2019, and uh, very disappointing year for Anthony Bavillier. Unfortunately, he's not alone. When we come back, we will talk about this weekend's two teams, uh, two games against Canadian teams in Montreal and in Toronto. We'll have that, a preview of both games and how the Islanders can beat these two teams, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried Built Bar Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. And like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite, and it's easy to tell why. Listen to some of these incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, my personal favorite, the banana cream pie. They're so good, these are going to be your new favorite. And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 
but packs 17 grams of protein. A candy bar, meanwhile, usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy, and I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So the Islanders have a pair of games this weekend. And uh, they will be in Montreal on Friday. The Canadiens, as we know, in last place in the Atlantic Division, 20-43-11. They're coming off a 5-1 loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is their third straight loss. Uh, And they've lost four out of five. And look. Uh, Montreal definitely playing better hockey since Martin St. Louis took over as the coach, but they are nowhere near the team that went to the Stanley Cup final a year ago. 27th in goals scored, dead last, 32nd in goals against. Special teams a mess. 31st on the power play, 28th on the penalty kill. You, You just add it all up. And this team isn't going anywhere. Injuries, obviously, uh, a big part of the reason Carey Price has missed the whole season. Shea Weber still on IR. Jonathan Drouin on IR. Jake Allen out. Uh, Samuel Montembeau and Caden Primo right now are the goalies. Montembeau, uh, 7-16-6, a 895 save percentage and a 364 goals against Caden Primo 1-7 and 1 a 4.62 goals against and an 868 save percentage so look Islander fans if the Islanders can't score at least three four five goals against this Montreal team uh that's a little bit scary I mean look they gave up five goals to Columbus four goals to Winnipeg Three goals to Toronto, and that's in their last three games. Even the win they had against the Devils back uh, a week ago, uh, they gave up four goals in that one, gave up six goals to Ottawa. Basically put, defensively, this team is struggling, and the Islanders' power play should be able to click. And boy, the power play was a big problem uh, last night against Pittsburgh, 0 for 5 in the game on the power play, and You know, if they hit one power play goal in that Penguins game, they have a chance to win the second period. The Islanders played some pretty good hockey, but, you know, the mistakes and then the lack of power play success hurt them. Let's look at the Canadiens lineup. Nick Suzuki is the first-line center. Cole Caulfield and Josh Anderson are his wingers. Jake Evans centers the second line. Mike Hoffman to his left. Rem Pitlick to his right. The third line from left to right, Brendan Gallagher, Christian Dvorak, and Joel uh, Armia. And then the fourth line is centered by Ryan Poling. Paul Byron is the left wing. Uh, Jesse Yelanen is the right wing. On defense, Joel Edmondson and Jeff Petrie are the top pair. Alexander Romanov and David Savard are the middle pair. And then Jordan Harris and Corey Schuenman are the third pair. As we mentioned, the goalies are Montembeau and Primo. The next game for the Islanders will be on Sunday 
when they visit the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a 7.30 Eastern time start on Sunday night, Easter Sunday. Uh, Toronto right now uh, winning three of their last four. Just beat Washington 7-3. They will be playing Saturday in Ottawa. So uh, the Islanders will have one extra day of rest. Uh, but Toronto, one of the most dangerous offensive teams in the league. They're third in the league in goal scored. First in the league on the power play. And the Islanders will have to stay out of the box. And the PK will have to play well. Uh, Austin Matthews. Closing in on 60 goals and 100 points. Uh, one of the most dangerous players in the league. Mitch Marner, 90-plus uh, points. John Tavares, uh, someone Islander fans are somewhat familiar with. Uh, you know, he's fourth on the team with 69 points. This is a deep and talented team. And the defense, yeah, they're middle of the pack, 18th in goals against. But... Uh, you know, they don't need to be as good, at least during the regular season, defensively. Stopping Austin Matthews is a chore. I hope, even though the Islanders are the road team on Sunday, that either Pellick or Pulak is on the ice whenever Austin Matthews is out there. And uh, that, to me, is an important thing. Now, you look at the IR, Jake Muzzin still on the IR, Andre Casse still on the IR, Peter Mrazek and Rasmus Sandin all out injured for the Maple Leafs. Austin Matthews centers the top line, Michael Bunting and Mitch Marner are his wingers. JT, John Tavares, the second line pivot with Ilya uh, Mikheljev and Alexander Kerfoot uh, are his wingers. David Kempf is the third-line center. William Nylander to his left. Pierre Engvall to his right. And then it's Kyle Clifford, Colin Blackwell, and Wayne Simmons on the fourth line. Morgan Riley, a dangerous puck-moving defenseman, pairs with Ilya Libushkin on the top pairing. TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin, the second pair. And then Mark Giordano, the trade deadline acquisition from Seattle. And Timothy uh, Lilligren are the third defensive pairing. Islanders will have their hands full with Toronto. I'll take a split. A three-point weekend would be good. A four-point weekend would be outstanding. Again, to me, at this point in time, the key for the Islanders is to just get, keep themselves in this playoff race as long as they can, mathematically. I want the games to mean something, and I want to accumulate as many points as we can. It just becomes a question of getting some wins. Hopefully, uh, Montreal is a game they can win, even on the road, and Toronto a bit more of a challenge. But look, we've seen this Islander team beat some very good hockey teams lately, and uh, hopefully they can put it together. Got to play better defense, though, because... Boy, you know, if they play the way they did against Pittsburgh the last two games, Toronto will eat them alive. And I'm hoping that the game against Montreal will give the Islanders a little bit more confidence offensively because Montreal is struggling uh, defensively as badly as they are. All right, we have got more to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast our Islanders' birthday of the day, a former first-round pick and very popular Islander from the 2000s, 
uh, really the 2010s. See if you can guess who it is. We'll look back at one of his better games with the Islanders, plus some parting thoughts and holiday wishes for everybody. More to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Look, lots of bets on NHL trophy winners, on the Stanley Cup playoffs, lots to to think about. So check it out all at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Saturday will be the 34th birthday. For former Islanders' number one pick, seventh pick overall back in 2006, I'm talking about Kyle Oposo, the native of St. Paul, Minnesota. Went to the University of Minnesota for a couple of years before joining the Islanders late in the 07-08 season. And he stayed with the Isles through 2015-2016. Has played for the Sabres since. Gone through some tough times with injuries. Uh, a 27-goal, 69-point season in 2013-2014 was his best year. He also topped 20 goals in 2011-2012, 2015-2016, and had 19 back in 2009-2010. Teamed with John Tavares to give the Islanders uh, a, a pretty solid top line. bunch of different players were the third player on that line over the years, but... Uh, I'll tell you, Kyle Oposo, stand-up guy, nice guy to interview, generous with his time, generous with the fans, and a good player on the ice. We'll go back and look at one of Kyle's better games with the Islanders. Let's go back to January 16th, 2015, home game at the Nassau Coliseum. Since we just faced the Penguins twice, let's bring in the Pittsburgh Penguins as the uh, opposing team. Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie for the Pens. This night, Yaroslav Halak, the goalie for the Islanders. And it was the Penguins getting on the board first with a couple of power play goals. Michael Grabner of the Islanders was off for tripping. Sidney Crosby scores his 13th of the year. Chris Kunitz and Evgeny Malkin with the assist at 10:52. Islanders down 1-0 then. Cal Clutterbuck off for high sticking. David Perron is ninth from Chris Letang and Sidney Crosby. Islanders down 2-0, 12 minutes and 22 seconds in. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kyle Oposo, his 10th from John Tavares and Josh Bailey, gets the Islanders on the board at 16:51, and after one period, <clears throat> it's a 2-1 game in favor of the Penguins. Islanders tie it in the second. Ryan Strom is eighth from Anders Lee and Franz Nielsen at 12:31, but with five seconds left in the period, Crosby is 14th from Paul Martin and Latang, and it is a three-to-two Penguins lead after 40 minutes. But in the third, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kyle Oposo takes charge. He gets his second of the game, 11th of the year at 6:42. Josh Bailey and Thomas Hickey with the assist. Then at 11.51, Oposo gets the hat trick, his 12th, 
Bailey and Travis Hamannick with the assists. And, and then on the power play with Steve Downey off for slashing. Oposo, his 13th, fourth of the game. Brock Nelson and John Tavares with the assists. And an empty net goal unassisted by Michael Grabner makes it 6-3 Islanders. And at this point, the Islanders were off to a 30-13-1 start for Yaroslav Halak. 21 saves to get the win. Islanders out shooting the Penguins by a margin of 35 to 24. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kyle Oposo, uh, just an outstanding performance. Four goals on six shots. He was a plus three. And uh, obviously, he also had the game winning goal. One of two career hat tricks for Oposo, both with the Islanders. And uh, again, Kyle Oposo, a solid first-line winger for the Islanders for almost a decade, really, that he spent on Long Island. So far, 904 career NHL games for Oposo, 217 goals, 561 points. You add seven goals and 15 points in 24 playoff games. So happy 34th birthday to Kyle Oposo. He will be 34 on uh, Saturday. And he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I want to wish everybody a happy Passover and a happy Easter to all who celebrate. Have a great weekend. Enjoy both Islander games. Stay safe, everybody, and of course, let's go Islanders!